Hey everybody, uh, it's been a minute. Uh, it took a while to get my act together. I'll be quite honest with you. Uh, I think I have a bit of ADD, so I find it very difficult to stay on top of particular projects, but I've built a little system for myself to uh, really start building on top of projects that I'm enjoying. So welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is the You Are Not An Artist podcast. So if you guys have I've been uh, loyal listeners, the three or four of you that have been listening. Uh, thanks for sticking around. I appreciate it. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, well, welcome to the podcast. My name is Alejandro. I am a professional artist of 12 years. I also owned a brick and mortar art gallery for nine years. And I was a certified business advisor with the uh, Small Business Administration for four years up until recently when I decided to change career paths. And I'm very happy uh, working a remote job now and uh, being able to dedicate a lot more time to my creative projects. So I actually wanted to start off this, uh, kick off this whole new, you know, journey into uh, building more consistency in my projects um, by uh, starting uh, a blog, which I've written this week, that's also going to be paired up with a video that I'll be uh, putting up on YouTube, which is paired with this podcast. Um, and so that's going to be kind of my method of distributing content is just focusing on one topic per week. And, you know, until I get my footing together and figure out exactly how I want to start building on top of this um, in order to develop maybe some courses and stuff that I want to put out to help other artists. I'm just going to stick with some themes and topics that I find are relevant and going around right now. And, you know, the, the blog that I wrote, which I'll be uh, posting up this week uh, on my website, uh, alejandrofineart.com, um, is all about figuring out how do you trust your artistic voice. And I find that that is for me, one of the biggest struggles I've had as an artist, and it may not be a struggle for a lot of other artists because maybe they're just naturally able to put out the kind of work that they want to create and are not afraid of criticism and all that stuff. But I find that there are a lot of us that struggle with trying to trust our own taste. And I think after doing a lot of soul searching, and I mean a lot of soul searching, I would say about more than a two two to three years worth of it of trying to figure out at the beginning how do I trust that what I'm doing is what I actually love um, and if if I figure out that that's not what I I really truly enjoy which I figured out it wasn't how do I then lean into to the things that I do enjoy and what does that look like um, and how do I avoid the traps of criticism from the academia in the art community uh, and then also how do I avoid being a poser so those are all things I struggled with and you know I think it, a lot of it comes down to us not having been given the the tools we needed when we were young to trust that our taste was more than good enough you know when we were in school like we we didn't get a whole lot of art instruction that really you know, backed that and validated that idea of, hey, your own taste and your own interests are all are cool. Like, you know, if you want to make things based on that, it's all valid. And I never really got that. And I think a lot of us never really got it. And I think we just get caught up in the zeitgeist and we're like, oh, yeah, what the crowd likes is what I should be making. And that's not true. We had a great discussion about this last night, me and Shelby. And I think it boils down to, you know, a couple things. One, you have to get past your own personal issues. 
If you don't learn to get past your own personal issues with why you're not confident in making the things that you enjoy and the fact that you might be afraid of other people criticizing it or not liking it, so it kind of makes you shy away from either making it or showing it, you have to deal with those issues or else you'll never you'll never be able to make something that you truly love and have the confidence to put it out there. Because I can tell you in all honesty, the fear is not real. The idea that somebody's really truly not going to like your work and is going to come after you about it. Sure, okay, there might be some trolls out there that might do it. But in all honesty, if somebody's willing to take the time out of their schedule, you know, in their day to come after you, there there's something going on with them. It's not it's not because they truly want to criticize you all over and over and over. It's just they they have an insecurity that they haven't dealt with. So they're going to come after you. But you only come to understand that when you figure out you have your own insecurities. And once you face them, you can face other people's and you can actually empathize a little bit with them. So, you know, the truth is that when you do actually start putting out your own work and you trust your own uh, taste, people that also resonate with that, which we'll get into in a little bit called fandoms, will love what you're doing. You just have to lean harder into it. I think sometimes artists will just go surface level in terms of the creative that we are trying to uh, put out there. You know, we might, you know, we might just paint, you know, a scene that we're familiar with or a person we're familiar with, but we'll never go emotionally deeper because I think we're afraid to go deeper because maybe our thoughts and emotions of that thing or of that person or whatever it is that we're talking about, people won't understand. And I, I think the opposite is true, especially more now than ever. Maybe 30 years ago, that'd be hard um, because society wasn't as interwoven as it is now because of the internet and web two and web three, that's pretty much almost already here. There wasn't a deeper connection in terms of a narrative behind a particular subject matter, you know, like political cartoons were literally the thing that connected people together in extreme ways. And it really pushed the boundaries of that. So I love political cartoons because it really kind of measured what was going on in the public's eye and the public opinion and put it out in a medium that people could really re- understand and relate to or not relate to. And it created a discourse behind it. But I think that now more than ever, because all of us have the ability to voice our opinion by turning the camera on and putting it up on any social media that's free. Uh, a lot of us are finding commonality in the things that we thought we were the only ones that enjoyed it. So there, there are these sub genres of like entire fandoms around something very specific that you and I will probably never hear about. And, and the opposite to that is that we're also part of fandoms that other people may never hear about. And that's okay. There's room for all of it. In fact, uh, Shelby and I were talking about the fact that, you know, the books that are being recommended on social media right now, specifically on, on TikTok, are books that are written by people in the fandom. And because the technology around self-publishing is making it so much easier, everybody that's in the fandom that wants to create a story and has the time, you know, and the consistency and the, you know, and the skill to, to write a book can can be successful on their own if they want to because the 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 uh, community is willing to support them and i mean i showed her a tiktok of this video that i found on tiktok the other day um and uh it was just this random video that was kind of funny and about this book that somebody was promoting on their page and she like immediately was like what's the name of that book and she purchased it like i think within three minutes after she saw the video 
And I didn't expect that to happen. But that just goes to show you that the community around specific things that you enjoy exist and the people are there. You just have to trust that your taste, as long as it's dedicated to a, a particular thing that you truly enjoy and are knowledgeable of, the community will look at it and they will they will be honest, they will be supportive, um, even if it's not great, even if it's not objectively amazing, right? Like it's not like a Rembrandt painting. It doesn't matter. I think people within the fandom will still respect it because you made it and you made it in the vein of, I understand the fandom so well that I made this little thing that comments on it. And what happens is, is that when you get accepted into the fandom as a creator, whether you're a writer, you're an artist, you know, you do digital art, whatever the case is, or you're a curator too, like that's also a thing. As long as that, as long as you're putting it out there that in in a way that can resonate with other people that feel the same way you do about that fandom, I think that is the gateway that you can enter and and allow people to be introduced to what you will make that may be a little bit outside of the fandom. Meaning, like you know, like the reason why you can't put out a book um that that continues like you know the narrative of marvel for like captain america because it's like maybe some side story side quest that you want to write about you can't do that because of intellectual property right so what's the what's the other option well you make a character that resembles captain america but is named something different and is in its own world but follows a lot of similar things and you see that over and over and over in media and in in storytelling um and that's what people end up having to do is after they've like for instance like musicians will have a cover band that like does deep deep cuts and and songs of you know like nirvana well they'll get the respect of the fandom in the community because they really do a good job of respecting the original you know artists you know nirvana but then they start putting out their own records and people respect that because they respected that the fact that they were part of a fandom that they really enjoyed and did a good job of emulating and now they put out their own work so that's kind of a playbook for like once you get over your own shit you know like your own insecurities about putting out your own work you start diving into things that you already love. And those things already exist in the world. It's not like you came into the world, you know, as a child and had your own ideas. Like we digested and consumed the content was already out there. And we became part of pop culture. We consumed the pop culture. And then we found subgenres of the pop culture. And then we found other things beyond that that we were really interested in. Only thing we have to do is lean into it. And as artists, we find inspiration everywhere. And sometimes it's a mix of the different communities that we're a part of. You know, um, I love using Van Gogh as an, ex an example, the artist Van Gogh, Vincent Van Gogh. You know, he he was trying, he was a, he was a student of, um, you know, old Renaissance. And then he became a student of Impressionism. And then he discovered Japanese art that came over, um, during the late 1800s, after Japan kind of opened up its doors again and started, you know, you know, creating commerce with the rest of the world, well, the Dutch were one of the first, you know, uh, societies to do trade with Japan. So they brought over a lot of artwork, prints, you know, that Japanese were making a lot of, and they began selling them to the public. And Van Gogh got his brother because he was in the gallery, uh, gallery world as a gallerist. He 
you know, had prints of these Japanese artists and Van Gogh picked up a few and he started study, doing studies of them. You know, the cherry blossoms is a great example of Van Gogh using techniques from Japanese art, which he was a big fan of, and he did his own rendition of it. And now look how things have changed, right? So that's just one example and artists do it all the time. We just have to be willing to lean into the things that we really find interesting and then develop our own ideas about them. I know it sounds painfully obvious to state that out loud because it's like, duh, yeah, of course that's the way things work. We just have overthought it. You know, we we tend to be too objective about the things we create and we become too concerned about what the public opinion would be at at large. The only thing you need to be focused about is uh, is is looking at your community and making sure that what you're creating will resonate with those people that already exist in that community. And I'm not saying your community. Like you can't grow your own community unless you're part of one. You know, your your people will come from other communities that you're a part of. And the more you show, show your work that is inspired by or comments on then the you know the different things that they you know uh resonate with within that culture that subculture the more opportunity you're going to have to reach out to to those community members and show what you'd like to do what you like to create and you know what what storytelling you're you're making that was inspired by something else and and that's when you can start really making big big huge moves in your art career Um, because i think that's exactly how things end up evolving i mean the more you look at human behavior and the way that things have changed in the last 30 years specifically with media and the internet these subcultures and these fandoms are sparking so much creativity because of the fact that these communities are allowed to uh to interact with each other online and and they're they're ethereal almost ethereal because they they don't really exist in one place they are everywhere they're on tiktok they're on tumblr they're on pinterest they're on youtube wherever that they can comment and interact they're on reddit i mean you know these other that they're they exist everywhere and nowhere so you know i i create this podcast because i wanted to address that particular thing it's kind of an aha moment for me and hopefully this will spark something in you and be an aha moment for you whatever for whatever you create because i guarantee you that there is a way for you to create something inspired by what you find interest in and it doesn't have to be based on movies it doesn't have to even be based on books it can be based on anything and there is a subculture behind it and we play specific roles in fandom cultures right we primarily will always start as fans we are the ones that are consuming you know and watching and re-watching and finding more material to consume more books you know we're looking for canon we're looking for anything that will allow us our minds to expand from the original source material we are looking and we go further and further and further as fans and eventually some of us will go to creating commentary on that, you know, on, on, on that culture, right? We'll start commenting on it. We'll talk about it. We'll have discourse about it. We'll have theories. Um, and then eventually what we'll do is we'll start thinking about ways that will make that, that community more rich. So we'll start posing more questions or we'll start curating, um, 
the culture itself, meaning we'll start becoming leaders within the culture because we're curating all the things that go on within that culture, you know, from movies that come out, music, other creators that are making interesting things within that culture. And so the curation part, which I think is what we're calling influencers nowadays, is really important to the culture. Like we, you can't have a really strong uh, fandom unless you have fans that are that are consuming and and commenting and that and you can't have a strong community unless you have curators that are also kind of making sure that they are you know creating really great sources of information if somebody's wanting to get into the fandom or wants to create discourse within the fandom you know so that's what fan clubs are right like the leaders of the fan clubs are the curators um and then the other part, the other role is the folks that are actually creating more works that support the fandom, whether that's a musical, you know, that was in the news recently. Um, there was the the ladies that were on TikTok that were that were creating a musical around um, Bridgerton. And that's a perfect example of a fandom lifting up the creators that respect their source material and have a new take on it, something that we wouldn't normally see, you know, on Netflix. Netflix is not going to put a musical out of Bridgerton, but somebody else decided that there should be. You know, it probably was a marriage between, you know, Hamilton and Bridgerton. I think somebody saw an opportunity there and they were big fans. And so they created that. I think they just took it the wrong direction. If you want to read up on it, just Google, you know, the musical because there's a lawsuit and all this other stuff. But that's just an example of how creators come from the fandom as fans and they have a hot take on it and they decide to write a book a short story do a comic do a painting do a drawing um you know they create a movie you know get on um youtube right now and look up unreal engine 5 and then you know put behind that like star wars stormtroopers and you're going to find a video that somebody made that looks cinematic by the way uh, of stormtroopers having a conversation, something that you wouldn't normally see George Lucas focus on, or you know, or even see it on on Disney Plus, you know, through their Star Wars franchise, you wouldn't see these little intricate little conversations that are comedic that the fans want to see, and they they just do it because they love it, and they're making them, they're making them, and they're amazing. They're they're really really amazing, and we're headed into a very interesting time. But if you want to be a part of that, then all you got to do is just fall harder into the fan community that you're a part of, digest it, develop ideas about it, um, comment on it, you know, really go deep in there so that you can find some inspiration and then make something, make something from that. And don't do it with the vein of, oh, I'm going to market this and I'm going to sell it to the community. That's not what you're really trying to create. If you really want to build a community, you have to respect the the fan culture that you are a part of and you have to do with that idea in mind and that's how you're able to trust your artist artistic instincts because if you're not if you're doing it for any other reason then it's not it's going to come across as being a bit um you know a, a bit salesy a bit you know like like you're not you're kind of a poser and that's what i think a lot of us are afraid of because i think maybe we're leaning too much into being a part of communities that we're not truly passionate about, you know, like just because you see a Mickey Mouse painting that popped off and somebody's selling thousands of dollars worth of it doesn't mean that you should go now make a Mickey Mouse painting, especially if you hate Mickey Mouse. 
That's just, it may work in the short term, but it's not going to work in the long term. If you really want it to work, you have to do it because you really are a big fan and it'll resonate with the other fan fans in the fan base. But you have to participate, you know, because if you're not participating, then nobody's going to know who you are. Nobody's going to respect that you just came out of nowhere and now you're trying to infiltrate this community. Like it doesn't work that way. You have to come from the fan base themselves and know what it is that you're talking about. You have to have real knowledge about that community um, so that what you create can really connect. And then from there, they're going to want, trust me, their their interests and their other communities are adjacent to yours. I'll give you an example. I really love 90s hip-hop music. And I, I think I have a pretty decent knowledge about 90s hip-hop music and the culture. I grew up in it. Um, and so when I make a painting of like something that I really find interesting and I'm doing a different take on you know, maybe a painting of Biggie that nobody's ever done before, well... There might be some fans of Biggie that are also fans of, you know, 70s rock for whatever reason, because maybe they just were also adults in that era and they're adjacent to it. And so they may ask me, hey, I love that Biggie painting, but would you consider doing, you know, like a Freddie Mercury painting from Queen? And, you know, absolutely. Yeah, because I want to support these other fandoms. And although I may not be as huge a fan of Freddie Mercury as they are, I can still be introduced to it. The, the thing that you have to be very careful of is whenever you have other fandoms that ask you for things that they're passionate about, just be careful that you don't get caught up in painting what you think other people want. Just continue making what you want. Anybody that's adjacent to that fandom or is already a part of that and maybe part of another one, they're going to ask you to do things for that other community. And that's okay. Just stay in what you love and you'll always start getting a little bit of everything. And if you want to participate in their their fan base, then participate before you start creating more of it. Okay, get in there, start understanding, go to like, you know, concerts and stuff and really understand what their community is about before you start making content for it, because that's the only way that it's really going to connect with people. So I'm going to make a YouTube video that just kind of goes a little bit deeper into this. You know, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how to juggle the content creation um, with my schedule. I think I've got a pretty good schedule going on right now. And um, it looks, hopefully it's going to work for me this week. Um, I've kind of staggered, you know, the way I'm making art as well as making content. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so I, I feel like maybe eventually I'll be recording this and the video at the same time, just because it's a little bit easier, but this is the first one back. So I really wanted to put all my intention into the podcast and then do a separate video with all my intention there as well. But we might end up making them simultaneous. It just depends on what whatever works. So anyway, thanks for joining me on this uh, on this week's podcast and they will be weekly. I'm gonna do my best to make sure that that happens. Like I said, I'm trying to be more consistent. Um, I'm a bit ADD, so it's, it's really difficult, but I feel like I might have a good system finally to be able to make that happen, especially now that I'm working my new job. Um, so yeah. Check out this uh, this podcast as well as the other episodes that were from last year um, and uh, my new website, which is still under construction, but I've got a placeholder right now that has a blog and it's got some pictures of my work um, and just things that I got going on as well as links to my socials. And that's alejandrofineart.com. And please send me a message, uh, leave a review of the podcast if, if you wouldn't mind, just because I'm trying to build it up and build some more value for other artists that are out there. And uh, look forward to some really great stuff that I have going on soon. I've got some projects with some really great creators um, that are doing huge things online right now. And we've got some collaborations that are coming. Um, the first one should be done uh, 
this collaboration should be done in the next few weeks and I'll be moving on to the other two soon. So I've got a whole lineup and it's going to be great. We're going to be doing interviews. Hopefully if they agree to the podcast to do an interview, we'll be doing interviews as well. So, all right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time, the two or three of you that are listening and uh, we'll, we'll grow this community slow and steady. So thanks again and we'll see you next week.